Right, welcome to Keeping Athena Company. Right, my name is Athena Cabinu. I'm a comedian, writer, podcaster, and I've got a cold. That's why I sound like this. Do I sound like I've got a cold? A little bunged up, yeah. I sound a bit bunged up, yeah. I've got a cold. It's baby cold as well, which is the worst cold. Anyway, um, and I like to chat, but I can't chat too much these days because I've got a baby but she's like 13 months and she doesn't say much other than well these days she can say a few words she can say baba hello and no why is it always no they never learn it yes so anyway I need to invite adults around to, to chat with to keep my company so today I've invited around an adult are you an adult? Mm. no my nose is running I've got to get a tissue debatable <laughs> right sorted Joe the adult Joe yeah, you yeah. blow your nose. Sorry? Just blow your nose. I just blew my nose, right. yeah. Nice and, nice and clear. What's going on? Like, I'm trying to be more... Um, I'm trying to watch my language of things, with emails particularly. I don't want to write just in emails anymore. Well, how do you mean? Like you say, oh, I was just wondering. I'm just checking oh, in. Oh, yeah. Got to be assertive and say, can I do this? What's going on with this? It's quite a passive thing. Why are you trying to be less passive? Because I'm trying to get things done. Why not? You're not getting things done. No, not quick enough. Why not? Well, that doesn't. That everything doesn't takes. Right. For, everything takes forever. What do you think is not happening quicker that you'd like to happen quicker? Well, specific things. Yeah, why not? I'm trying to find a video maker. Okay, to make videos. Yeah, as to in music make videos. make music videos, make anything. I'm just trying to find someone on the level to do it because everything yeah. I do takes can literally take years. Do you years. make your own videos normally? I am at the moment and I'm not a video maker so right. they're taking ages. And do you, that means you have to hire a crew, you've got to get a sound person, lighting. Potentially. I've done music videos which have had a whole kind of camera crew and they were like big budget things and I'm not a really big budget actor. It was just kind of a bit of a... Where it was quite it masturbatory yeah, it's it unnecessary <laughs> yeah it wasn't but then I've done videos that were like 80 quid and they're just as valid if they're good let's talk about this because you have a music career I mean it's not a career I make <laughs> music you make music how long have you made music for? my I put out an album in 2008 the first album so that was before you did comedy uh huh yeah was, that, was, it, was it your aim to be a musician or did you just do it for the crap because you love music I wanted to just make music yeah and then I was like, maybe I could do it. And then I put it out and I was like, no, I probably can't do it. No, why did you put, react neg- negatively to your first release? Because just like it was a, it was a different time. It wasn't going to happen. Back then, UK rap anyway was like a joke. Yeah. It wasn't taken seriously. Now it's pop music and it's completely credible and huge. I know. It was either a joke or it was like super credible. So it was like... Roots Maneuver, which was who like had like a lot of critical acclaim yeah. and like a lot of respect in the industry. But, but he, he, he was the exception, not the rule. <laughs> That's what I mean. He was never yeah. going to go on top of the pop. So everyone else was just like, oh, what was that? He just dropped a plant on the floor. <laughs> Two second rule. <laughs> yeah, Roots Maneuver, then Dizzy in the streets, and things were starting to change but I'm talking about like underground UK rap which is just cannabis psychosis piano loops like just no no fans no one support there were no fans everyone just rapped <laughs> yeah. and then went to the shows it was like the same 15 Who, people what kind of names from that scene do you remember and you think that they were good and could have been great had only they had the support I think Task Force were like amazing yeah and Farmer G from Task Force is now producing for like good underground US rappers he's always been amazing but that group was that got me into rap really those guys okay. so you, you knew them and I didn't know them personally 
Yeah. Not that I'm passionate, but you know, listening to all the North London guys like Skinny Man and yeah, Skinny Man, I remember yeah. him. I started hanging out with Mongo. Yeah. From Mudfan. Okay. <laughs> Love him. He's the nicest bloke ever. Big up Mongo. He makes he makes albums in his car when right. he's waiting for his kids. <laughs> He makes whole albums. How does he, I don't understand how he does that. Neither do I. He's got all the software and a little mic, and he just when he's waiting in the car, he just starts making tunes. He and just he, does it yeah. in his spare time. Yeah, it's crazy. He took me home from the studio once. We were using the same place in West London. He drove me back to Finsbury, and he was like giving me it was like a guided tour of UK rap <laughs> from Mongo. It was amazing. I often think that the one thing that we don't have, like prior to kind of grime and garage, is a good documentary or we haven't documented kind of rappers in the same way. And like, there's a book, oh, a grime book, I can't remember what it's called now, that DJ Target put out. I need to read it, is it good? But what's great is, it's cemented in history now. Mm. Whatever happens in the future, we can go back to that book. And that's not the first grime book. There's lots of things Mm. that have come out to document like the grime story and people have seen the pictures and they can see quotes and they can see names and we don't have that really for the 80s and 90s which is a shame because like I still think we stand on their shoulders not we I don't rap at all (laughs) but I still think people and creatives stand on their shoulders because they were doing it for no money and no attention as you were saying yeah yeah and it really was like bare bone stuff because grime when grime grime was always around and garage was always around and UK UK hip hop even the name of it is kind of like a bit Lame. Well, I remember people used to just say you can't rap in a British accent. It sounds rubbish. Yeah. And they still say that, but like the figures prove otherwise. Yeah. But grime, when grime was sort of building up, it was it was just something different. It was immediately a turning I, point. You know? And I think it was just marketed better because of social media. Um, well, and before social media, when they were just doing the DVDs and everything, yeah, there wasn't no market. It was Even then, it was... Like, they're talking about how they ban drill stuff. Yeah. Grime already had all that for years. That's true, they couldn't. There was no tours for Grime rappers. It was Dizzy and who else? There was no, like, Power got banned. That's true. I mean, I was at uni when that was happening, and, like, they were just shutting down ways for, like, middle-class students. Mm. <laughs> it's like, nothing is going to happen in, in the middle of Berlin City Centre with all these middle-class yeah. people from um, Beckenham. It's not, it's not a big deal. I remember when there, were, there wasn't really raised for grime, but it was all pirate radio. And then there's like things like Sidewinder strap for Rex, which I'd never, I'd never go to that anyway. And then they, then eventually it became cool and hipster when Skepta brought it back and it sort of comes and goes. And is doing adverts for Ikea, so. I know, that's mad. What's, what's your opinion on that? Love it. Because I love it too. Love it. He's a, he's a national treasure, that yeah. man. If it was Stormzy, I might not have liked it so much. Yeah, Stormzy would never have done that. <laughs> he doesn't need to. Sorry, this. What's wrong with you? I've given you all the plantain. <laughs> do you want banana? What do you want? She wants to be interviewed about grime. So, do you consider yourself a grime artist? No, no, no. Well, no. how would you describe your music? I just. I'm a comedian that raps. When I started. Oh, that's interesting, a comedian that raps. Yeah. yeah. When I started doing stand up, literally when I started doing open mics, Doc Brown was getting big. Yeah. And he had the videos from uh, Russell Howard and the comedy store thing. Oh, so right. When you say getting big, getting big as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Getting big as a comedian. And I remember seeing it and I was like, oh, fuck, then. I can't do. I can't put my music in anything I do. Yeah. Because it would just be biting completely. So yeah. I used to do them you separately. You feel like he cast a shadow over comedy rap. He didn't cast a shadow. He did. He came out the gate with what he was doing. And I just, first of all, wasn't even good enough comedically to 
really attempt that yet. It took a little bit of time before I brought it in, but I just remember thinking, well, that's probably what I would have done to... Yeah. I need to just develop stand-up for a while if I'm going to take it seriously. That's, that's interesting. And also, like, quite humble. I think there's room... I think, generally speaking, musical comedy is always... Bad. Risk- <laughs> you have to be quite careful with it anyway whenever yeah. you approach it because... It- a lot of time when you walk into stage if you're holding a guitar or ukulele people go oh my gosh yeah, yeah. so you, it's always something you tentatively get into um, and I think it takes a, whole, a lot of humility to say I want to do this but maybe not yet because it's been done so well yeah 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 I had to have a different approach anyway to like and I think we do things a little differently like I, I used to do I never wanted to do four songs yeah as a stand up like I felt my my issue was I didn't want to trivialize either thing. Yeah. Because I love both of them. So what I ended up doing was kind of shorter skits and just in Dipping and in and out. So yeah. where would you say you're at now with your with your music at comedy? Would you say you're you're saying you're a comedian who raps? Do yeah. you have like a show now which is like comedy and rap put together? Do you do you rap all the time when you do comedy or does it No, no, no. But I like I like figuring out new ways to utilize the music that's original yeah like i just shot my first bit of tv i did the harry hill thing yeah know, did like, you enjoy it i loved it yeah what did you love about it it was the greatest day of my life <laughs> it was the greatest day. What was it? it is great doing your first bit of tv like yeah. stand up i don't have an, i don't yeah. have an agent you know i just was there by myself my dad came to watch and he'd that's never he'd never seen me do comedy well he saw <laughs> me do it badly once but can, I, was, can i ask not as a not as can i ask how you got the gig as someone who doesn't have an agent well i i was booked to do tom ward's good father yeah big up tom ward who put me on and then harry was the headliner yeah and i Literally just did a good set. Yeah. And Harry and the producer were there and they said, we, we're doing a thing, get in touch. Yeah. And I did. He gave me his email address on a piece of paper. Wicked. Harry. And I was like, I, went, I was going to all the meetings with the producers and I didn't have representation, so I wasn't believing what was going on. Yeah. Like after a meeting for about an hour of talking about stuff, I was like, am I going to be on your television yeah. program? I had to keep asking. That was quite <laughs> So they didn't just say you can do it. They went through a lot of meetings and discussions. it wasn't a lot it was a couple meetings that's yeah. why I couldn't believe it was happening I was like really is what this what are the meetings about I, I, sh- I would actually know they want you or they don't want you well I think the meetings were to fill you out and see like what you're about whether, okay. you know just to figure it out if you're ready what you can bring to the table if there's any other things you could contribute you wouldn't want to just bring them in completely cold yeah no that makes sense so that's the mate so it's the greatest day of your life it's the greatest day of my life because I just, yeah. Like, what I was thinking on the day was, I was glad it took ages. I was going like 10 years. Yeah. Music and comedy, about 10 years. And I was thinking, oh, you always want breaks early on. Yeah. But I, was, I realised if I'd have got a break five years ago, I would have done something boring. And you wouldn't have been ready. Nah. Yeah, that's You always want, like, I've, I've messed up every competition final I was ever in. Yeah. Because I was like rushing, I need this to happen. I got... It just wasn't ready. Just sometimes people get better quick. Some, you know, it happens when it happens. But I knew when I was going to go out, what I was doing, what I was about, I was ready, and it was lovely. I'm still in the nineties. Yeah, I love the nineties. The nineties, I think, musically, the nineties was the best decade, especially if you like totally. hip hop and rap music. 
there's no all de- all types of music like electronica i love best stuff was in the 90s like aphex twin rock music indie pop the pop music was great because people supported the record industry they were buying tapes and cds and it was like yeah and now it's just anything can happen in the charts you don't know yeah and it's a lot more there was still cynicism in those days so you still had like the spice girls and Mm. manufactured pop or whatever but that wasn't it was pure it was but they would be competing against what you would call i don't know authentic music right 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 you know they'd be they'd be it'd be like what will be number one today spice girls all blur or some shit like that um whereas that potentially wouldn't well it doesn't happen now really it's all unless it's unless people are self-made it's all kind of very cynical. And that's why Ed Sheeran... I mean, the weird thing is, is I actually quite like Ed Sheeran, but mm. the energy that's, that goes behind him and promoting him is basically because the industry thinks he's the only person that can sell. Yeah. And that takes <clears throat> On the way here, I was listening to the new Game album. Yeah. I haven't finished it, but it begins with Ed Sheeran. <laughs> game? Yeah. Shut up. What's he... So this is like really... So How what, mad is that? So, it's crazy. So... <laughs> the, al- the album is called West Side. Uh, and it starts and finishes with Ed Sheeran. Right? And, what's, I, and I feel like that but, he's not. I get, I get it. He's, he, you know, he's he's musically astute enough to be able to make music of different genres because he understands music and he has some kind of pedigree because he has a relationship with rap and British grime. But yeah. that's it's mad. still mental. That's mad. But <laughs> I get. I just and it's just accepted as the norm because he's just such a huge. Could you huge imagine the like, conversation? Like, right, we want to no. listen. Listen, we got to reach out to the whole me head. How? <laughs> that's, that's mental. So it's it's getting boring. Not that no shade to Ed because I do like him. I haven't got beef with him. I've got I don't. Beef I can't. I behind him. I love. I love how huge he is. I love that he's really good mates with Stormzy and they do songs together. And it's just like they're just buds. I love it. But I wouldn't listen to any Ed Sheeran. I wouldn't. But when I've heard his stuff, like you can <clears throat> see the talent. The kid's amazing, and when he, he really he, worked for it. When he first started coming out, I listened to him a lot. Because at the time I was listening to um, like Doc Cotton and all those grime people, and he was on Doc like, Cotton. Dot dot. From Doc Cotton. Yeah. Doc Cotton. Sorry. Did you say Doc Cotton? I said Doc Cotton <laughs> because I was thinking of Doc Brown. I meant Doc Rotten. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he was, I was like, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Doc either. Rotten's back. He Is just, he back? He just did a good uh, diss song for Ed Sheeran. No, no, no um, that would be good. No, it was, yeah, Doc Rotten's amazing. Yeah, so there's a whole there was a whole grind clique that was quite doing quite all right, like maybe five six years ago, maybe longer. Yeah, and he was um, collabing with them all. He was collabing with them all, and that's how I got to know him. Yeah, um, and was, I kind of he, was, he gigged everywhere. Yeah. He was always and he was always about. And I I kind of like the fact that he's a rock star, but he's like the most unconventional. He's like a little ginger dweeby kid. He doesn't even dress. He wears like flannel shirts. Yeah, it looks like shit. I just. <laughs> I find it a little bit outrageous. Like yeah. you're in you in front of Wembley, in front of eighty thousand people. Like, put, do something, comb yeah. your hair, get a stylist, comb man. Your hair, What's going yeah. on? And you can look scruffy and smart at the same time. If you say to him, "You've got to come to this place," but it's smart casual, he'll be like, "No, I can't do that. It's too smart for me. Mm. That's far too smart." Well, I'm Ed Sheeran. Who who do you like now? Who do you think? Okay, there. Who, who music? Yeah, musically. What new guys? I listen to. I like to listen to. As much new as I can, but I am very much stuck in the past. I like to let me think of who. I like. Even who's in my favorite. My favorite thing at the moment. I really like the new 
Griselda album. You ever okay. heard of that? I don't know Griselda. So Griselda, I love New York rap, underground rap. Yeah. So like Rock Marciano um, and kind of those lads. Rock Mars is my favorite rapper probably. Yeah. And uh, so they're from Buffalo, New York. It's a guy called Westside Gun. Right. Sounds Conway like the Machine. <laughs> Benny the Butcher, and they used they made all these albums, like mixtapes called the uh, Hitler Wears Hermes series, okay. Westside Gun made, and uh, basically they did loads of tunes, and then they got picked up by Shady Records, so okay. Eminem co-signed them, and this Griselda is their crew, and it was the first major label album that came out a couple of days ago, and it was good, really good, and they put the Eminem verse at the end, so it didn't ruin the project, yeah, because he's a bit fruity these days. He has lost it a little bit. Ah, oh, big time. <laughs> Big style. What do you think? Where do you think he's gone wrong in his recent endeavors? It's a really good question. I just I think what it is is he he just is uh, he's too technical. It's like robotic. There's no personality. He's demonstrating like really good lyrical ability and wordplay, but there's no substance. That's why the, these guys, the Griselda lot, they just come on with the ad libs. They say very little, but they sell it well, and it, you, it's there's passion with what they're saying. I think you're actually right. So when I heard Rap God, I was like, this guy has nothing to say anymore. Yeah. Other than oh, I'm good at rap. It's but just yeah, gibberish. We know that you're good at rap. We know you can write. We know you can do this. I, I remember it was a yeah, it was like a couple of years ago. I was listening to Slim Shady LP in the car, and I was like actually offended. Because it's been a while since I, heard it. I was offended by what he was saying. Because yeah. I was listening to it back, I was like, "This, I can't believe he said what, some of the stuff." What was some of the stuff he said that was outrageous? Well, he was talking about like slitting throats, like Ron Goldman. He's talking about, um, like the song "Guilty Conscience." Yeah. When you listen to it with fresh ears, it's actually like horrifically out of. <laughs> yeah. He's talking about raping, underage sex. Uh, what else is going on? Just uh, murder, blah 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 blah. But like at that time when he came out, he he was really saying something. He had the timing of a stand-up comic. He was funny. He was yeah. hilarious, dangerous. Some of the stuff he was saying was crazy. And now, if you look at him, he's kind of late mid forties. The production's still terrible. Yeah. He always produces the worst beats. And it's just... It's well, his, his whole narrative, they always try to have it be, Dre helped me learn how to be a producer. Yeah. But it never... He had one song he produced that I liked. It was that Tupac one. Oh, don't get me started about that. Was it the collabs with Tupac. Yeah. Stop. That I didn't mind. I didn't and mind. Elton John and No, Tupac. not that one. That, <laughs> I didn't know that. I think it was Ghetto Gospel or something it was called. I think he produced that. And I was like, yeah. this isn't the worst song I've heard. But well, that's that's where you get to with Eminem. You're like, oh, it's not terrible. It's bad. Isn't that the story? It's bad. I'll take that. Isn't that the story that all rappers? Oh, so yesterday I was listening to a '90s mix on Spotify, and I remember thinking to myself, like, like if LL Cool J came on, I thought LL Cool J he can't rap again, can he? Not at his age. No, you've got to sw- switch it up. I, re- I was reading something about how rappers don't ever have kind of three classic albums in a row. It's very disposable. It's really hard to stay on the top. So like the only yeah. the only people that have done it, probably Jay Z. I don't really know. Like Jay Z just reinvented, reinvented. Kanye. Kanye, yeah. Kanye's done it. Um, it is about the production. If you, it's just the attitude. Because not, set even, and not set even Nas has done it, but Nas raps over the worst beats. I don't know what who yeah. chooses his beats. Someone really. needs to have a word. But it's a real shame because like mm. he has bangers, but you wouldn't listen to his whole album. No. But um, I don't know what that's about. But, I think that's about but, relationships. Um, back to Eminem. 
Do you remember when he put out the Revival album and it was so panned? I didn't, he, hear, I didn't hear one song of it. I tell you what, that was one of the most unenjoyable listens I've ever had of any artist, especially because I love the guy. You listen to it, you just... I just couldn't believe. Was, it, was that the song with the Rihanna collab? Or was that Walk that album? on Water with Beyonce? It was that one. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear it. So he put out this album. It's got the Ed Sheeran and things, and it was just a total disaster. There's, you know, have you ever heard of the Needle Drop, the guy that reviews music on YouTube? No. His review of the album is more entertaining than the album because <laughs> he just savages it. But I remember when it came out, people were kind of in shock at how bad it was, and then it, the response was so bad that he actually rush released that album Kamikaze like literally two weeks after to try and make up for it so people would forget it even happened. It was like... And what was Kamikaze like? It was more... It was good. It was good. You wouldn't kind of... I haven't listened to it or revisited it, but it was good. It was more entertaining. He talked about current things going on and referenced the situation with the last LP and talking yeah. about current issues with other rappers and the rest of it, but... I think with Eminem, he's such a big seller and his fan base are so, uh, they're not normal rap fans, it's pop music. So he's like, appeals to all these all, out, all Marines and stuff, yeah, weird American he, people. He could put out crap and it would still shift. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it did. But like, yeah, I just don't understand. He doesn't need to try. So I guess he doesn't. Who are your rap heroes? You talked about underground rap, um, like your, your favourite underground rapper. Who are your other rap heroes? Or love, music heroes in general? Mm, I like really bad 90s pop music. <laughs> I love Ian Brody and the Lightning Seeds. Yeah. Uh, my favourite group is Boards of Canada that make weird electronica. My favourite rappers, I always say people and then regret other people haven't said. But I'm thinking, I love Action Bronson when he came out. It was just amazing. Like 20, 12 times, he was just the best. Um, who else do I like? I like the Lighthouse family. If we're going to talk about cheesy 90s bands. Oh, yeah, I love the Lighthouse yeah, family. bad. My favourite rapper is probably Sean Price. Who's Sean Price? From New York. He died when I was at Edinburgh Fringe. Oh, self Yeah, fine. that's what you said. You played with a toy. You <laughs> pressed the button. So seductive. It's, it's... He died in... Um, he died a few years ago. He's like just the best... He's the best rapper, rapper ever. Like He just drops bars. He's just funny charismatic and he was getting better as he was getting older yeah how did he, he pass I think he died in his sleep something was going on he was a big dude he, he was like rock and roll I think he used to do drugs and I don't know something happened it was, it was very lot, untimely a lot, he a lot of rappers died in an untimely way yeah like shocking Pan, I remember when Nate Dog passed and it just I sometimes feel a lot of it is like I just want you guys to look after yourself man yeah no, you, know, no, you don't no. have to be smoking weed all day now it's even worse with the young kids and the Zans and the lean like yeah, dropping not, like flies it's a, it's awful it's like like Mac Miller the guy yeah. who's 20 I don't even think he was 27 26 there's no or need for it like no. all the support that he would have had around him there's just there's just no need for it. There should have. It's a tragedy. And there's no need to. These people make so much money. There's no need for them to have to work continuously as well. Like have a holiday, have a rest. They don't have holidays. <laughs> they don't have holidays. They don't have. They they keep going. But yeah, Sean Price definitely one of my favorite rappers. Top three, Action Bronson. Who else? Rock Marcy. Um. Yeah, man. Love all those guys. There's probably loads more. If you had a choice, if you had a pill, one pill was like rap, rap career, and the other mm. pill was comedy career. Which one would you take? Comedy. 
Really? Yeah. What do you get out of comedy? Don't get out of music. Well, um, I don't know. I think with with rap, it's like I love rap so much, and I get so much from writing and performing and making music. But I feel like being a comedian is more authentic for me. Yeah. Like on a on my soul. Is that because you're white? <laughs> Partially, maybe. But like, yeah, but I don't know. If I was younger, I would have said rap. Yeah. I like comedy because you can ease into it and it, you get you get better over time. With with rappers, they always have a go at people for being old. Yeah, that's true. It's but, only in rap. Like, you wouldn't say this journalist is going 22 years. You can't trust what he's been saying. Rapping is like <laughs> being a footballer. Like, you get, right. to, you, got, you get to 35, 36, and you've got to start thinking about another career. You're done. Do you know what I mean? You've got to invent Tidal or something. He's another way to make money. Oh, Danny Brown, one of my favourite rappers. Oh, Danny Brown as well. I love Danny Brown. And he's getting on a bit. And he's um, reinventing with every album and taking risks. He's like almost 40. Yeah, he's there, definitely one of my favorites. There's something very youthful about rapping and hip hop. It doesn't it doesn't work when old old people do. It. I can't imagine in twenty years time like some kind of revival of all the old rappers and they come and Eminem limps onto stage and Dr. Dre like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> Snoop Dogg has to stop now. He doesn't. It doesn't. He's sound, not stopping. He's going to go I'm all not, the way. But he, even he has to stop. It's His just, new album's good. He's doing good. He it? makes good music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I, I kind of like that because when rap was when we were younger rap was still young and now all the rappers are going to get old and we're going to see them get old it's going to be great maybe. yeah maybe maybe if I had elder to... statesman everyone takes them seriously now rap is no joke people are billionaires off they'll it. probably become like presidents and members of parliament yeah I reckon Kanye could be the president people I've... people could make that happen I think he could be the president my thing on Kanye at the moment I've not listened to his recent album yeah I'm not a fan of I'm his. not a fan of him at the moment because I don't... I just think he's not, not... Nothing he says makes sense anymore. I can't decide whether he's got a lot, like, undiagnosed mental health issues, like bipolar or something with medication that's gone wrong, or whether he is on cocaine, I think, or he's um, just trolling everyone. I can't figure I think he's out. Att- I think he's an attention seeker, and I just, yeah, in the, you in the first half of his career like his first few albums up to graduation he was getting attention for really rational things he was saying and for mm. creativity right um, and for like doing things that then had an influence on not just rap music but all music there yeah. are things that happen now just ordinarily music that happened because Kanye West did it but now it just feels like I think it's the Kardashian influence yeah, and yeah. it's all about that encouragement to if you do something and it makes lots of noise and gets your attention and it's a good thing to do yeah, um, I think you're right. And that was never his his process before. His process before was just to create and he'd get attention based on what he created. But now it's like, I have to do this and if it explodes, it's because I'm great and not because yeah. the internet's mad and just explodes things that don't necessarily deserve the attention. I've heard his album, some people said his album's trash, some people said it's amazing, so I haven't decided. I think his production's amazing. He's never been a good rapper to me. I loved his early album. No, he gets, I always say this about Kanye, he gets out-rapped by all of his guest stars. Of course. And I think that's amazing because most people wouldn't allow that. Jay-Z wouldn't allow it, no. you know. But for some, you know, so that's, that's the evidence. But like, you know? I think I, I have to actually give him a pass because he put out the Pusha T album, which was amazing. Yeah, which was dope. And like that whole thing with Drake and Pusha, like that's because of him 
Oh, that argument. Messing around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was responsible. That was good beef. I appreciated that beef. That was That was just. That was a fresh. There hasn't been beef like that since. That was great beef. Out in, if you guys don't know, Pusha T outed Drake's having a kid. Oh, man. And it was just great. Um, that and, song was oh, devastating. Yeah. Um, devastating. And we hadn't had beef like that in a long time. And Carlos quite good at building bridges or not, or knocking bridges down in the community. What was that project he had? Where it had like Common and um, Big Sean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that was half decent. Like good music or something. Anyway. Um, why was it about Kanye? Yeah. Oh, if I had to put a pill, right? Comedy and rap. Mm-hmm. Can't rap. Don't know anything about music. I'd be a rap star. Yeah, being rap is great. Right, I'd take that pill if I could instantly overnight be um, be Lil Sims or something. I'd do it. Ten seconds, like I'm not even ten seconds, half a second. I take that pill. Yeah. Fuck comedy. Yeah. Fuck driving. Rappers that have to drive. Rappers that have to drive. <laughs> this is true. All right, you're telling it to me. Rappers that have to drive. Are you saying? But 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 what are you saying? I take the pill and become what? A, a really super big, like, big rapper. Instantly, you walk out of this house right now, everyone knows who you are. Oh my God, you know Joe. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I know Joe. You'd be signing autographs because you'd have been, you'd have had a hit album. You'd have been, uh, you, touring you'd, with you'd Ed Sheeran. Tour, yeah, Ed Sheeran on your record. Um, so an instant fame rap music career. Yeah. I would take that over a five hour drive to Aberystwyth with them back. That's true. Rappers, that do it. Rappers get private jets. You know, and rappers, I'll tell you what rappers do get. They show up to gigs and the gigs are exactly what they need them to be. Microphone, yeah. stage, lighting. Comedians bring them up to gigs and we see like yeah. massive ceilings, tables, <laughs> chairs around the sides, like all kinds of stuff. Like, and people put up, people decide what the enemy of comedy is and they put them in your room. And you think, I've driven here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting paid that much money. You can't even put everybody... You can't even have everybody facing the same direction. The thing I love about rap, something else I love about rappers is (coughs) at the moment they they seem to be held to like a lower standard morally than other art forms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. They can say and do things where anyone else that said it would be like, hang on a minute, you can't do that. You can't say that. I've got an opinion on this and I'll use, um, and we'll have to wrap up on this, but I'll use uh, Robin Thicke's fine lines is that what it's called yeah that was bad times it, yeah but here's the thing right so I actually quite like the song I thought yeah it's a great song and then everyone started saying well actually it's about taking consent away from a woman and everyone and that killed his career right stone but dead but it was <laughs> T.I. was on that record he said and, worse stuff yes he said worse on the record and Pharrell produced it and no one gave a shit and that's and Pharrell's I, too squeaky two, clean there's, well there's two there's two things that play here first of all you, what you said about rap music being held to a lower standard that's because black people are held to a lower standard oh black people can be outrageous you can be mm. disgusting oh white people no we're, we want to protect us and our community for um that's why Eminem got into so much trouble because white people listen to Eminem. If white people didn't listen to him, he would not have been as controversial as he was when yeah. he was at the height of his fame. Yeah. Um, and, and on top of that, the other thing is misogynoir. So basically, black men and anyone associated with rap can say what they like about women and it won't matter. Oh, but then if a white person who isn't associated with rap starts saying it, pff, we're going we're gonna to start boycotting you. So there's something deeper going on when we Absolutely. talk about rap, p- people who make rap being allowed to say anything because the audience who listens to it aren't being protected by society, in my opinion. No, definitely. I could talk about this for ages. I, re- there's a, I put a new EP out and one of the songs on it is um, it's a misogynistic rap about feminism. <laughs> yeah. I've got a video coming for it. But yeah, I think it's really interesting that the, the dynamic between rappers and their audiences is funny as well because they can like 
slate certain types of people that are probably the ones that listen to them as well, which yeah. comedians can't do. Yeah, that's true. I guess rap fans get irony in a way that uh, comedy fans don't. Yeah. That's probably where my career is, where it's at, because I do spend a long time, a lot of my career having to go to white people. Mm. <laughs> and literally 90% of the country uh, is, is <laughs> gonna, <it's> fine. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm not targeting my, my jokes at the right percentage. Can I just say someone, I don't know who it was that said, but someone said Ed Sheeran's uh, song, The Shape of You, is dancehall for white people. <laughs> I don't know who that was, but I love that line. That, <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's so true. A little bit, yeah. That's what um, that's what Rihanna says about Major Lazer. Oh yeah. Yeah, she says it's like reggae, lift, lift music, reggae or something. Yeah. I was like, it's it's watered down stuff. It it's allows it's about he, Ed Sheeran. What I like him, he's the Elvis of his generation. Um, Ed Sheeran is the Elvis of his generation. Yeah, like, you reckon? Yeah, just like taking taking music that people wouldn't yeah, really yeah, access and saying, oh, you can listen to this now. And it's amazing how he's blagged it. Like he's on the game album. I'm sorry, I that's crazy. He has the best manager. I don't know who his manager is, but yeah. I, I tell you what: if you, talent and management, if you get the right, yeah. get the right chemistry, and you you can go so far. I got a question for you, right? When people are really, really huge and famous, do you think that they have to be dicks? Do you think Ed Sheeran, like behind closed doors, is like a savage when he's doing his deals <laughs> and like really, really mean? Because he just seems yes. like. Yeah, I do. But, you must but be, right? You have to, yeah, you have to know your value and know your mm. worth and fight for it and you have to be a dick to do that. So I think if he was in this room right now, he'd be lovely. Yeah. But then when it came to like payment yeah, and yeah, rights yeah. and copyright and image rights, there'd be like a lot of conversations with lawyers with briefcases and I'd probably end up dead in, a, in the back of a truck somewhere. No, I think, I think so. I think you have to, not even just in the music world, in the comedy world, I notice mm. people who do really well in comedy are just really good at the business of it. Yeah, really and the network. Good. I don't know how to network. Yeah. How do you network? I just thought networking is a conversation. Well, you, not... what you did with Harry Hill was networking. Yeah. Yeah, that was networking, but they were... I don't think it was, though, because I just did the show. But you did the show, and then they said, oh, we really we really like you, and then mm. you responded to that, and you emailed them, and yeah. you... And then it ended up in that really cool spot and it ended up in the best day of your life. Mm. I think networking is about meeting people who can help you and making an impact on them so they remember right. you and that your name gets said in a room. When- so, yeah, is networking not approaching someone and making them try and like you and you haven't done anything? Because yeah, that's, that's what I, I, I would. Is. is that not networking? No. That's where I'm going wrong. I think if you've had an encounter with someone who could help you with your career, it's about leaving them with an impression that means when an opportunity comes up they will remember your name interesting that's what I think it is and it's the same I mean in my day job my contract so I have to network all the time hmm. so if, if I if I'm if I'm working with a client and I do a good job I'll say oh I'm so glad I've done a good job I'm leaving here in February yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk later so they'll know I'll be available or something like that hmm. um I don't know if you can hear this. My daughter's snoring. That's what I was thinking. It's such a it's such a good <laughs> addition to a podcast. A sleeping baby. <laughs> this is the effect I have on people. We feel the stomach implanting now. Now she's asleep though. We should probably wrap it up. Unless I yeah. always say, or oh, I've started to say, like any final thoughts, get them off your chest now because I'm about to start record. Um, on anything, you can remark upon my middle class existence, how I've gone. I think this is this is a beautiful home. It's good Thank to you. see you. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing good. Oh, you probably won't see me again because I'm going to be on TV, big star. Well, I was I wanted to get you in because I know what it's going to be like. You'll get on TV, you'll forget a little old me and all your yeah. all your pals, all your ho- pals from the open mic scene. <laughs> you'll be like Athena, who 
They just tea who? I don't know these people. You're bringing tea on tour, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, let, yeah, let me take this opportunity to say, well done. Thank Jen, you. On, on, on life. And I'm wearing your hat backwards. There you as go. you're doing it now. Of course. All right. Oh, thank you for coming to keep my company. That was Joe Jacobs, everyone. Isn't he great? He came to my house straight from Cardiff. He finished a gig, stayed overnight, and then drove all the way to my house to do this podcast. That was so kind of him. I was so appreciative, appreciative of the fact he got to meet my daughter and we got to hang out for a bit as well we don't see each other often enough so nice to see you Joe thanks for coming around catch up with Joe Jacobs online you know YouTube Twitter Instagram all that stuff um, he also does other loads of cool things online he's got these great characters that he does uh, so look you want to get involved with him now before his star rises and you've got to pay stadium or arena prices to see this guy do you know what I'm saying get to know him now his star is rising finally I will say what I always say thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this podcast do what you do with podcasts you like you can comment you can like you can share you can even chat to me about this I'm online on Instagram Facebook Twitter all those things I'm off to make a massive pot of hot pepper soup (laughs) maybe some ginger tea and maybe I'm going to find someone to rub some of Vicks into my chest because I do not feel well at all I will hopefully see you next time with a slightly less nasal voice we'll catch up soon